everybody, and welcome to Post Credit Conversations, a movie podcast where we believe a film is only as good as the discussion it inspires. My name is Kale Prindle. And I am Slade Lane. How's it going, Slade? Oh, it's been, uh, it's been a real journey since last we recorded in, what, August? We don't need to, what? I, I don't know what you're talking about. What? Well, we hit a time that's loop, silly. and it's oh, really yeah, been no time that that has passed um, since then for us. The so maybe episode for the for rest us of the mortals just uploaded like two days ago. Surely it's yeah. been almost no time at all. <laughs> it, it, it's like when the character goes into a portal and they pop back out, and they're like, "I was gone, but a second. and everyone's like, "You've been gone ten years, Bob." Yeah, that's what happened to us. Like we recorded what yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was yesterday. So, wait, I'm questioning something, though. Did you go through a portal, or did I go through a portal? We both did. I'm surprised you don't Separate portals? Uh, I think we met somewhere in the middle, but yeah, we definitely didn't come out on the same side. Yeah, at Portal Junction, we we crossed paths. Portal Junction. Portal Junction. Home of my birth. Uh (laughs) Yes. Where one long hole meets another. Space holes. Space anyway. Holes. Uh, yep. <laughs> what a great movie that'll be. Hey, speaking of space holes, today we're talking about Jordan Peele's third movie, Nope. Don't give me that look. There's a space that, there's no, that was quite prevalent space hole here. That was... That was really good. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. This is Jordan Peele's third movie. Quick breakdown of what's going on. Uh, OJ and his sister M are running the Haywood Hollywood Horses Ranch uh, near Hollywood, California, where they raise and train horses to be used in the film industry. Early on in the film, OJ's father, Otis Sr., mysteriously dies from trash falling from the sky uh leaving oj and m as the sole proprietors of this business and things are not going well within six months of their father's death oj and m are struggling to make ends meet they are selling horses to a nearby um western style mini theme park owned by a person named jupe and out of nowhere and strangely Weird occurrences start happening, and OJ's pretty dang sure he just saw a flying saucer. Understanding that this might be the ticket out of their financial despair, OJ and M decide that if they could just capture this flying saucer on film, they could post it somewhere or release it somewhere, make plenty of money off of it, and help restore whatever financial security they need to have. In the meantime, Jupe who runs his uh, western, terrible, awful-looking amusement park. That just lo- place looks... Ugh. He is also aware of this flying saucer and is trying to exploit it by creating a star lasso experience where he invites people to his amusement park to see this alien fly out of the sky and eat a horse, I think is the plan. Things don't yeah. go well for Jupe. Anyway... Uh, the question is, will they be able to, one, cash in on this newfound potential moneymaker in their backyard, uh, and two, not get eaten in the process? All right, Slade, this is our third Jordan Peele movie. It is his third yep. as well, obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> where do you want to start? Uh, I mean, what were your initial uh impressions leaving this movie kale because uh you know look the the ratings we gave the first two movies were uh interesting get out i think we were both in agreement (laughs) is just like it's a masterpiece it's so good great a right yeah and then us it's like well we like it it's not as good mm-hmm. as Get Out, and, and we went over those those reasons, but also some very interesting things about it. And, and, and then now we're here 
with the third movie. I think we even talked about, uh, uh, you know, as far as sophomore albums go, like Jordan Peele's sophomore album, like it, it's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> yeah. As far as good as a second movie can be. Um, but how about <laughs> his third? How did you leave? All right. So, because you've seen it twice now. I have seen it twice, and and I mentioned something in the episode on us that I, I'm pretty sure that Jordan Peele's movies are movies that get better on rewatches. That was my premise. Uh, it's still my premise for us, even though I've only seen us once, and it is still my premise for Nope because it was better the second time than it was the first. My impression the first time I saw this was it lost me in the last act. Okay. I really enjoy. I really really enjoy the first like half to three quarters of this movie and that holds up still after the second viewing for sure uh and even though i like the last part better on the second time i still feel like he fumbles the ball okay at like the 10 yard line and <clears throat> i'm not entirely sure who recovers it honestly at the end um but like we've been saying for his other stuff it is better the next time through because you just you just like we said for get out get out one of the reasons it's so good and works so well is when you watch it that second time, almost every 30 seconds, you're like, oh, that's going to add to something. Oh, that's going to add to something, too. Ooh, I see how all this is, like, lining up and the pieces are fitting together. And I assume that's true for us, but, I, again, haven't seen it since the one time. Uh, and I feel like that's how a lot of Nope is, especially from the beginning. It starts out early. You can see, again, that Peel, as a writer, is so good. Fun and he's so good because he's just putting down so many layers of whether it's thematic goodness or just fun motifs and things like that. So I really, really like that. I really like, um, I just lost every name of everybody who's in this movie. The main guy, OJ? Daniel. Yeah, OJ, but I was thinking oh, yeah. after Daniel. Daniel K. <laughs> Kalu Kaluya. Going with Kaluya. Hope I didn't mess that up. Uh, <laughs> I should have looked it up before. I still really like him in this. I know that his whole character is a very subdued, kind of grumpy guy, but I actually really like that, and I think it's fun, especially next to Kiki Palmer, his sister, mm. who is so much more vibrant and alive. I think their sibling dynamic is fantastic. I love it very much. Uh, Steven Yen does... Everything as you would probably want him to do, even though his part on the second view, I'm like, it is a pretty small mm -hmm. part, all things considered. Um, the guy who plays Angel, who I'm not even going to try to remember that actor's <laughs> Brandon Perea? Beforehand. Perea? <clears throat> sure. Uh, he's fine. He's he's there. Um, and then the, the guy who plays the cameraman, again, small part, but with that gravelly voice, you can't forget him. He's pretty great, too. So I really like the casting. I really like the interactions they have. That all holds up. That's why I enjoy the first part of this movie so mm -hmm. much. Um, I think just at the end, it it slips a bit there. How's that for a kind of long first reaction <laughs> based on my second reaction? We're going to have so much to talk about uh, based on that. Because... Oh, no! I, I just... I... I I don't have really any of the same feelings you do about this movie, clearly. Oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, All right, okay. let's get into it. Let's start. Okay, okay let's do this. Thing. Let's start with what you like. <laughs> okay. Because I said stuff okay. that I liked. Okay. There, are, say, there are things. Assuming there are there's things. anything. <laughs> there are things. Oh, I know. I, I hate being okay. this way. I wanted to like this movie so much more than I Fair. So much more than I did. And when I saw it. When I saw it, I left the theater hoping and thinking, like, I want to like this more than I am right mm -hmm. now. Uh, because when I saw it the first time and left the theater, and I felt the same way with us. Like, when it ended, I'm like, I want to feel so good. Because after I'd seen Get Out the second time, like, I feel great. And I want to give Jordan Peele all the credit I can give him. Because I think he does an incredible job on so many levels. But I still have some problems with us. Because it leaves me with more questions yeah. than it did answers. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Nope as well. Is it leaves me with more questions than answers. And 
since I saw it the second time, I have a few formulations on some things that I think are good, but it's still not... Mm, it, okay. So, okay. I'm there. But the stuff I liked, I like the acting, I like the characters, I think they're fun and amusing. Um, you disagree, but we'll get to that in a second. What did you like, Slade? <sighs> so, I like the premise of this movie. The, the <laughs> that is the best way to start a super negative review in concept. In con- <laughs> I know, I know. No, I I do. I like the concept of this movie. I think it's inventive. It it it's very Jordan Peele-ish of just like, "Hey, here's mm-hmm. here's a concept and I'm I'm about to subvert it, right?" Um and so that I I like. You, you know, it it it's very interesting. He starts it off with a very interesting premise. Well, eventually he gets to it, but it is technically in the beginning of the movie. Um, you know, of like uh, OJ's business, like, hey, we are the horse wranglers. We are in the line of the first horse wranglers to work for Hollywood, mm-hmm. and we're black. Bet you didn't know that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yep, we're following in the the Jordan Peelish vein. We're we're gonna get the commentary, yep. and we do. Um, and so I liked that. Um, you know, I love the monster in the movie. I think the monster mm-hmm. is really cool and inventive. Um, you know, just this this it's a UFO, but the UFO is a thing. Um. It's its, it's own its creature, own creature yeah. right? And and the little hole that sucks people up, you know, you don't meet little green men inside. You you get eaten, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's you get great. destroyed quite it's painfully, so cool. it seems like. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool and inventive and, and takes a, a trope and, and creates something very new and original with it. I liked that. Um and there were parts of the individual movie that I liked, you know, related to both of those things. It's just now I'm going into negative mode. Uh, That's fine. Let's perfect. get to it. You've got more negative than positive. That I, much is clear. I, so let's go with it. It's it's all I could think of. And uh, it's the individual parts seem how I described it after watching it was like, it's all there. It just seems to be in the wrong order for me. Hmm. Um, it, it go and on. What I mean by that is the ending act where, where you fell off, right? The, the, the last hurrah of like, we're going to get mm-hmm. the photo of this thing and we're going to do this. Seemed like it should have been at about the, 25 30 minute mark not the finale um because yeah okay because of just how it all plays out it it plays out not very serious to me to me uh of just like Mm -hmm. at that point i had not been given enough to care about what they were trying to accomplish at all Mm um and i think that is a major flaw at least for me when i view this movie is i just don't really care about what the what the yeah. characters are trying to do um you know it, it's a very interesting premise the monster is really cool it's just everything that was supposed to give me connection to oj and his sister mm-hmm. just for me did not land whatsoever. Uh, case in point is there's a flashback between OJ and Kiki where, you know, he's or er, she's describing like I would look out in the corral um, with you and my dad oh, and my dad Jack. would never. Yeah. Our dad would never look at us, but you did. And he does the the two finger eye point yeah. thing. And then they bring that back. Right. Very blatant callback near the end. Right. When he's sacrificing ish himself uh for her mm-hmm. to maybe get away um yeah and it just like i almost felt something 
I'll give it that. I almost felt something. But <laughs> in, in all honesty, I felt nothing because I'm like, I could care less about you two. I just I, I could care less about what you're trying to do. There wasn't enough given up to this moment for me to care whether either of you die. <laughs> um, now yeah. I do like Kiki over OJ. Um, but but that you know that's one example. Or Stephen Yun's character. It, it just it seemed mismatched almost. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mandy. Uh, was describing to me it was like there's a Tarantino-esque-ness to this movie like in in some respect and and though it wasn't like a non-linear movie movie it was very linear you know it had the few flashbacks that are standard you know so not quite in Tarantino land but you know the way it would abruptly change to go back to Steven Yeun's story was very abrupt, it felt. I think the Tarantino comparison is interesting. We talked about that a little bit uh, during the Us episode. I think you have something there about the abruptness going back and forth. Because right, Tarantino weaves his references and he weaves his storytelling in in very different ways than than peel does peel throws stuff in there but if i'm remembering correctly what we said during or what i said during the us episode is tarantino also loves to throw in references just for funsies not because they have any real meaning to them and i think in nope this might be as far as references go this might be one of the biggest kind of reference just for funsies that Peel has done, right? We talked about in Us, like, yeah. having the cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller stuff. Like, okay, that's, like, he's referencing it. Like, that's my my influence, but it's here. It kind of plays into the story a little bit. Um, and aside from, like, the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater song that we get to hear Antlers, whatever his name is, grumble out, I'm like, okay, I mean, that's fun, but... I don't know if yeah. it does anything here. As far as the switching back and forth with the flashbacks and stuff, I, yeah, the the look at me, look at you, fingers to the eye thing, that was weird to me too. And I think I'm with you a little bit on these characters and their plight. And yeah. on one level, I, I appreciate it because Peel does not make melodramatic moments with these characters right so it's like because when i got to the end the reason it feels weird at the end is like yeah it looks like oj's about to like sacrifice himself and it's like i got you you got me you know whatever but then once her motorcycle's up and runs she takes off and it follows her and it's like but she's like i still got to get the shot so she's using the camera and the well to take the picture and she's like screaming and and really frustrated the whole time and i'm like why are you so like, I, it, it was confusing to me because yeah. I wasn't sure what we were after at that point. Are you just trying to stay alive or are you still like, I need the money? Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. think there's something there, but I, I'm with you because that's the problem. Now, what could have fixed that? Possibly a scene where they do talk more seriously about how much money that ranch is losing and how they can't keep it open and how they're trying to do something for the legacy, not just of their father, but of their entire history of black stuntmen and actors and crewmen. And, and yeah. but that would have been more dramatic and, and maybe borders on cheesy. And if they're real, like people, you don't have those types of things happen. Yeah. But of course that's the, the challenge of movies, right? Is we want them oh, yeah. to be real, but we also want them to be heightened in their reality because that's what makes it entertaining and it also like signals to us what the stakes are and i feel like by the end a lot of the stakes were muddled especially during that final um (laughs) i say final scene it's like 40 minutes it's or something it's very long it it is it's it's a very (sighs) that that's the problem yeah no that's why i lose it to me it's Well, well, yeah, it's like you said, it's like if they make it more dramatic, it, it just borders on cheesy. Right. Um, and, and again, in my view, I'm like it it's on the border of cheesy now for me. Uh, <laughs> well, with some of the character. Moments, and and yes. so if it had done it, it would have been full cheese. Right. And, 
you know, not what I'm looking for in a Jordan Peele movie. Right. Um, <laughs> I I want some good calories in my movie yes. if it's a Jordan Peele movie. Um, but this one didn't work like that for me. Cause like, yeah, like when she's like trying to get the photo, I'm just saying there, I'm like, so we are still just trying to get right. the I photo. I thought you were just trying to stay alive and you yeah. ended up here. And you did your cool Akira it, slide, it, which was, Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I need to know. Yes. Cheesy. Half the episode is just going to be that. I, I'm, <laughs> I, that was like my, that was actually my biggest positive. I, I wondered if it would later. be. Oh, uh, uh, because I, I immediately jumped up and I'm like, Mandy, I have to tell you about the motorcycle move she just did. <laughs> like, I don't like much of the rest of the movie, but like... But there's an Akira that... slide. <laughs> and she's like, what? I'm like, no, it's it's an Akira slide and it's in every movie since this But never so blatantly. <laughs> in the 80s. Like, you have people who swing it this to the was... side, but this was like a full on... Oh, oh yeah. It's amazing. This is... <laughs> it was a great homage but except that the scene right be- the the cut right before the that only- she's not driving fast enough through the park <laughs> that's what i noticed the second time the first time it caught me off guard i'm like that's amazing and the second time I'm like oh here it comes and i'm watching her drive through all this like western town i'm like she's not going very fast because you can't go that fast and she does a slide i'm like you couldn't slide that far going that fast so it kind of broke the magic for me a little and, bit but it's still cool well anyway that's cheesy right but it, yes <laughs> it is cheesy and and I will say, but it's a mixed thing, much like this movie, of just, like, it's awesome. Woo. Awesome film reference. Like, just blatantly pulled. Like, people yeah. just did a, an amazing real film nerd director thing, which is pull a scene from another mm-hmm. movie, and it's so blatant, and it's awesome, and it has no reason to be it. <laughs> it's just for fun. <laughs> like, if I think about that, it ruins it for me. Kind of like you said, just, like, he does these things in here that don't elevate this movie right at all and and that is a perfect example of because it, it's the best example of like that's awesome but it speaks to everything else of mm-hmm. just like okay that doesn't add anything for for me and yeah and i i don't know i don't know where <laughs> what to do with <laughs> any of it because it's just like oh cool like when the the homage shot is the most interesting thing by the end of the movie i'm like oh this i don't know if this movie's done what it intended to do at least yeah. for me i'm i know it d- did for lots of people but for me i'm just like saying they're like no not not landing right <laughs> well and something else i mentioned in the us episode is i like it when peel preaches to me that's one of the reasons i like get out get out mm-hmm. is like really Mm -hmm. fascinating it's done really well and it's clearly a message movie but it's like i like the message and so it's like "Mm, yummy this is good times yeah us has stuff in it but i know we were kind of struggling to figure out like what is it really maybe it's this is it about this uh maybe but it's more ambiguous or or maybe it's more sophisticated you could go either way right it's not as heavy-handed yeah and of course since this movie came out everybody has talked about potential messages that are in it as well which is yeah. fine. But by the end of the movie, I'm still just like, but wait, even if it is about, insert said potential topic of commentary here, then why this? You know, like that's the thing that's so crazy. Yeah. It's like she turns around. Yes, she has a picture of the alien. She turns around and OJ is there alive in a very Western stance, which again, I kind of like the style of that. That's fun. And his bright orange yeah. hoodie. And then it's just over. Right? It's yeah. like there's there's news people talking about this thing they just saw in the sky. Um, and then it's just over, yeah. right? So it's like there's no – for everything they were trying to do, it's like we don't even get to know if they got to do it. Like did they really accomplish yeah. what they set out for? I guess because they got the picture, but it ends so quickly. You know, and Angel's is just – he's just off on a hill somewhere <laughs> being hurt, which I have been – I was trying to figure out, was he trying to get sucked up knowing that he was attached to barbed wire or was he trying to get out of the barbed wire? And it kind of looks like both at the same time. It's hard to say. And and there lies my problem. I'm like, <laughs> e- even the Motivations are weird, yeah. The, the motivations for anyone in this movie, some that seem to be so clear, 
it seems like he tried to subvert their motivations, but it doesn't work when you made the motivation so clear at the beginning. Like mm. OJ, OJ's motivation is so clear right. of what it should be at yeah. the beginning. I got to save the ranch. I, I need to stop selling these horses. I want to buy the horses back. Well, and and the thing that seems to really just not matter is like, and this thing kind of killed my dad. Like, which seems like <laughs> which such a footnote some, by the end. Yeah, it should be very personal stakes <laughs> for him, right? But it's not. Yeah. No, it's true. It it just doesn't work. It, it's almost like, because, you know, they even say at the beginning, like, oh, yeah, no, freaky thing. Like, you know, they dump things out of airplanes and just right. hit him. And it's like, and again, if he would have followed that thread, it would have been cliche. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, I'm going to get this thing for pops. It's like, oh, you know, but <laughs> the direction he goes, it's just like, well, that's just ambiguous as hell. Yeah. And just, you know, you have to want to understand the very oh, uh, covert meaning of this movie to really care because the characters don't seem engaged with what they're doing like right. oj I, I i i love daniel he's a great actor but it just you know the subdued nature of him is great except with what his character has gone through it just seems weird to me mm. watching you know there there's a scene right before the final thing when they have all the cameras set up and and it's the most emotion he shows is when he high fives his sister and does the <laughs> the most cliche thing in this movie, like let's do this or whatever the hell they say. And it's just like, uh, wh- what? <laughs> why now? And why this? Like, you, you knew know, he'd bring a non-electric camera. Five high fives in a row. Yeah, five high fives. You know, and it's like that would have been cool if there was any reason for it given before that moment, and there's just not. Yeah, uh, it's just like. Huh, I think there's a UFO. Hmm. Where it almost got interesting <laughs> for me is when uh Steven Yun's character sends his little kid henchman. Yes, one of the best that that is my favorite scene oh, in the movie. It's I, perfect. Oh yeah. I love I it. I loved it. Because I number one, thought I'm like, yes. Oh, there's aliens in this yes. movie. Like, and this is cool. This is creepy. It's gaining interest. And, and then with kids, I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. And then, you know, it, which is more it typical. If we're going to talk about subversion, there. that's a more typical scene, right? It's like the, the, yeah. the scary thing that's a fake out. That happens all the time in horror movies. But it is. That scene also reminds us of the potential Peel has to direct something that would be really scary. Yeah. Really scary because he did something with just like really cheap costumes. Yeah. Right? And just <laughs> the lighting and the sounds and everything else. And I remember watching this in the theater. I'm like, Oh man, what is going to happen? And the that when that first one just kind of stands up, I'm like, "Ooh, that's a creepy little oh, thing." I loved it. That's a creepy little thing. Oh, yeah, then the next one comes out it, from the door. You're like, "Oh, there's a bunch of them." Oh man, no. it's going to be good. Oh, and he he drags it out for just the right amount of time of like there's something moving behind him there. Like mm-hmm. it, and you can't quite tell for quite a while. Well, and his uh, patience there like, too, the one you know, that when he cuz he's going to try to record it and he's like no and then he's, he backs up and goes around the corner and you see one of them sneak up to the corner but it stays there for a long time before it's slow like so slowly it's like telltale hearts creeping your head inside the old man's bedroom slow it's just very very slow and i was like oh this is creepy and i really liked it and then he punches the one in the head yeah. which i also thought was great it's a great release yeah. of that tension but nothing else in the movie gets as creepy as that yeah like the the alien barfing up blood and bits all over the house is a great visual, but it's not scary. It yeah. looks awesome, and <laughs> but it it's looks not great. scary. And, and no, not at all. And, and you know, this is not a horror movie. No, at all. It at all. No, right? this is his like, least scary of the three. I'd say least least scary, and, and I don't think it honestly tries to be no like, like there's some there's some there's a few images really it's, it's, it's like there's images his dad's yeah. eye the actress whose lips have been chewed off by the chimpanzee yes yeah who just shows up there to look creepy <laughs> for a moment before she gets eaten by yeah. the alien um 
that's about it, right? And then the little alien yeah. kids. Like, those. there's three creepy... Well, everything with Gordy is at least unsettling, right? Him, like, pounding people's faces. Unsettling. And you don't get to see it, so it's not, like, scary, but it's like, I don't, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, again, the payoff for everything involving Gordy just... I understand what was trying to be done there. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do anything for me in, at all. Just yeah. because the nature of Steven Yeun's character in the end of like, well, you seem partially well adjusted. And like, surprisingly, I get, like, you have a whole <laughs> surprisingly, but not enough is given to what's wrong with him, which is I have an entire room dedicated mm-hmm. to Gordy because I am known Four and the only reason I have this ranch and why it could ever be profitable because it's creepy as hell. It's because something terrible happened. To I'm me. the kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's like that's so cool. That's interesting. But like again, maybe it's the way he plays it or how long we actually have to sit with it, which is like, oh, he's messed up. He's super right. messed up. Like he he has made his identity as the kid who survived this this brutal uh, animal attack (laughs) brutal animal attack it and you know almost got the fist bump and you know it plays into him trying to tame yeah the beast and whatnot but you know that's so quick (laughs) yeah we done the like and big reveal i'm feeding people oh except the first time we get him feeding people is also when he himself gets eaten and it's just like you know, another scene of him actually doing it as being like, oh, dang, he's he's doing this thing. Yeah. He's feeding people this thing. Like, there's just no mystery surrounding. It's just like, oh, he's doing it. Oh, and now he's gone. Yeah, I think that with, with him, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when for reasons oh. <laughs> completely unexplained, like, oh, he showed up early. And that means we're all here because you're all here to watch, I guess. Um, his character... <laughs> And I guess this is where we'll just start moving into all the thematic stuff. So, um, yeah, because he he's he's important for that, but even the thematic stuff gets a little it's a little scattered, a little tricky. So the whole thing with with Jupe, right, is his survival. He he has almost a god complex, right? He's the one person yeah. who didn't get attacked. He's gonna get the fist bump from Gordy, so he feels like this thing that's in the sky. He even tells the audience, like, it trusts me. He's so sure of himself. He's so sure that he's fine mm-hmm. that it doesn't cross his mind that he's about to, or it doesn't bother him at all, that he's about to endanger all these people. Right. And he's not thinking the people will be yeah. involved. He's hoping to release a horse and they get to watch it eat a horse. That's his goal. Yeah. Right. Um, but his his kind of God complex of I am chosen, I will survive this. Why? Because even during things with things that are very dangerous, there's maybe enough payoff to make it worth it. And, you know, my students often ask me, like, what's up with the shoe? What's up with the shoe? And I I haven't read a whole lot about the shoe, but it's like if if this movie is about spectacle, which seems to be the main thing people talk about when you look stuff up, the shoe is just this like it's something that shouldn't even be that interesting. It's a shoe. But it's doing something so bizarre, you can't help but think about it. And you can't help yeah. but wonder about it, right? And in a sense, Jupe is spending the rest of his life trying to recapture the shoe moment. Something that is yeah. so interesting <laughs> that people won't stop talking about it. Which, ironically and perfect, more perfectly, that's what people do when they see this movie. They go, what's up with the shoe? Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Um so I think there's that, but if the rest of it's about spectacle, again, I, I like how Peel does do a lot of layering around spectacle. Yeah. But again, during the very end, uh, it, it slips and we lose it, right? And, and watching it the second time, you get your Bible verse from Nahum, which uses the word spectacle. Jupe is, his whole speech is about come see the spectacle. There's someone else that says spectacle somewhere early on, too. Um, yeah. OJ's dad doesn't use the term spectacle, but he talks about put on a good show, so we won't have to sell any more horses. So there's something about if you do things with enough um, pizzazz, then that's that's the ticket. That's how that's your way to success. Like that seems to be a big part of how a lot of these characters think and act. Um, yeah. And then of course, you, who who ends up in danger? 
in the process. And that's where I think there's something here, but it's not like, it's not as strong or it's not as interesting as his other films ideas. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think that's ultimately where it's such an interesting theme Right, because, yeah, I've read the same Wikipedia. Um, (laughs) At least that's where I go for my my news critics. Is Yeah, it's about spectacle and exploitation, right? Mm -hmm. Of, you know, and and again, that's why the whole tie to, you know, the first horse wranglers for Hollywood were actually black horse wranglers. And we all know the problems of of black Americans throughout American history. Well, and throughout the film so, industry's history, right? And throughout the film industry, right? Yeah. And it's just like the layering he does in this movie, he he runs he runs it in us, but I think us is interesting enough, the actors are strong enough, and you care about what the actors are actually mm-hmm. doing even without the themes. This is really plays like a th- theme heavy movie of just like, look, this is all a symbol or a theme for something else. And I've layered it so well. And I'm like, you layered it to the point of where I've lost the characters yeah. that deliver this. Cause get out the reason it works <clears throat> so well is Daniel Kaluuya, Mm. right? Like his character of Chris in that is so interesting and sympathetic and scared. And it's like the flashbacks for him of him being a scared child is worked into his current story with his white girlfriend. And you feel a sense of danger with him Mm -hmm. right throughout the moment movie of just like are you going to well get out same with us is just like oh man your family and this crazy person and and you know he layers it in such a way where it's just like oh my goodness there's doppelgangers living under in the sewers and they're gonna get you and even if you don't get the turn at the end (laughs) it's just like it's interesting yeah right because i i care because you can get enough of it to where it's like oh napita's doppelganger is actually the normal her right and she's she's the deranged underground one and it's just like i don't know what it means but damn it's interesting Mm -hmm. and in this one it's just the subdued nature of oj and his sister and how anything that could seem personal to them as characters just isn't important but the messaging the theme of it is important yeah but without the without any of the actual character development for myself it fell very flat because i'm like okay i can see the spectacle thing okay but how is this working yeah and what are you trying how does it to tie say to the story which, and, and it, like we said how does it tie by the end you do lose it you know i had a few thoughts on it like who seeks the spectacle out and for what reasons I think is important. But again, that's where I wish we had seen more about more, why they're so more. interesting because <laughs> I was thinking about it on the second time. Cause one, when I started to lose interest in this movie, the first time I watched it was after their cameraman, after he got the shot, he got what he needed. And he said, hold on. Cause the light's going to be even better in a minute. And he takes his camera. He goes further up the hill. He keeps filming. And then he gets sucked up and eaten by the alien. And I thought, what? Yeah. Why is he so stupid? Like, is this not good enough for him? And the answer is no, it's not. Yeah. Right. For him, getting the evidence, yes. showing reality is not enough. You have to go higher, which we just said we wanted in movies. So there might be something here, but he, he, <laughs> there is, <laughs> but you know, for that character, it is, I want more spectacle. Why it's for him. It's just for him. Right. Because he got the shot. He yeah. got the evidence, but he, you know, that I do one for them so I can do one for myself idea. He wants to do this for himself. He wants to make his own work, the spectacle. And he puts himself at danger to do that. He didn't need to, he chose to his problem. He dies. Um, so there's that, um, 
Jupe, of course, is willing to engage in spectacle because he's trying to reclaim some kind of lost glory, maybe? I'm not real sure, because he's talking himself up before his final speech. Like, I gotta do this, I gotta get this. You know, he probably doesn't like running his weird little uh, theme park, I would assume. But I don't know. Again, we don't have a whole lot on that character. But I think where this becomes kind of interesting, as far as a message, it doesn't work perfectly. Two things. One... If this is a movie about subverting expectations, having your lead character as subdued as OJ, I think is great. And if it's a movie about spectacle, taking your actor and making him the most, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I love him. I don't know. Like, I know he's not super exciting, but also I love, because he's just like, this is all stupid. You guys are dumb. M, don't do that. You know, we got a thing to do. Like, he's, he's just that kind of guy and I love him for it. So there's a little bit of subversion there, but... When he puts on his Scorpion King hoodie at the end, and when it shows the back yeah. of it and it just says crew, I think that's where something clicks in a little bit too. When you are chasing after spectacle, who are the people who are most likely to get hurt? It's not the stars. It's not the director. It's not even the cameraman, unless you choose to do something stupid. It's probably the people in between. It's the crew. It's the stunt people. They're the ones who actually have to risk something to create this spectacle for other people that other people will get the credit for. And I think if we're talking in terms of exploitation, human exploitation, I think there's something cool in that moment that makes the most sense. And then all the other commentaries do feel like a notch below that. The guy who shows up in this shiny motorcycle helmet, even though, yes, I love watching him fly off of his motorcycle. Yeah. It doesn't make sense why the brakes would engage like that, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> But he's there because he's there for spectacle, like everybody is. Like and it's yeah. it's extra eyes on everything. He's got multiple cameras and a shiny helmet, and he's hidden behind it. I'm here to get spectacle for other people. Don't even acknowledge me. I'm just here. I'm just a pawn for whatever. But the crew yeah. idea, I think there's something. But again, I think there could have been more because if we had seen them really struggling financially, yes, he tells her, you know, I'm broke, right? Like there are, and he sold off 10 of his horses in the last six months, right? To make ends meet. We know he's losing money, but we never feel the stakes of it. We never feel the gravity of it. Um, and I wish we did because I think that crew element would be even stronger. And I think that M trying to get that last picture would be even stronger if we had it kind of in our minds. Like the reason they have to do this is because they have to do this. This alien is in their valley. It's going to keep coming after them. It's going to keep coming after their horses. It's going to keep consuming them. And unless they find a way to capture this thing, metaphorically on film, and unless they put themselves in harm's way, they won't make it in this industry that they're currently in, this entertainment business. And I think there's something that's kind of interesting there. I don't think Peel nails it. (laughs) but i think it's there in my favorite part and then i'll be done talking is when they're sitting around the table before they go out and shoot the next day and angel has this line is like and what we're doing is important right like it could save lives and i'm like and that's the kind of junk people say about their art my art will save lives i'm like you are doing something ridiculous angel has no reason to be there (laughs) at all but he's just there and for him to be like, no, it saves lives. Like, there's something about the, a, a pretense in that that I thought was just very funny. Because, you know, Antlers is just like, whatever. <laughs> like, he doesn't even acknowledge yeah. it. He's like, I don't know, maybe. Anyway, that's all I got for theme stuff. I, I think there's something there. But I agree. If, you know, sometimes if you want to subvert an idea about spectacle. Because I heard a lot of Spielberg comparisons when this movie came out. Because he's going big. Yeah. And he does go big. And I love that the alien, when you do see it in its full form, its main trick is kind of hypnosis, right? It's weird flashing mm-hmm. green thing. I'm like, ooh, that's very hypnotic. I'm like, again, ties in with those themes really well. When you do look at it, it hypnotizes you to the point that it might be damaging to you as well. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So he's got these cool ideas. But if I want to get back to the characters, if I want to look at Emerald, and if I want to look at OJ and what they're doing and why they have to do it... If that's supposed to hit me in a meaningful way, I need to feel their struggle and I don't feel their struggle because he doesn't show us 
struggling. He doesn't show that. He doesn't show us them struggling. No. Well, yeah. It, it's just like all those themes. They're there for sure. It's just to get there. Yeah. It's like it just feels like a slog. Not that a movie should give it to you on a silver platter, because um, he does that with Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Get Get Out. There's no. You don't have to think very long or hard for that. No, for us, you don't. You do, but for this one, for the topic, it it, it just seems so removed from what's actually put forth on screen. And again, it's all there. The individual elements are there. It's just it a large part com- comes down to the choices of how it was made mm-hmm. for me uh, of you know it, it just seems mismatched like yeah. the placement of of most of the scenes scenes like i i kept checking the time every 10 mm-hmm. minutes because i was just like when does something happen <laughs> yeah. like 30 minutes in i was like oh my gosh it's only been 30 minutes and <laughs> there 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 was you know, the inciting moment had probably happened, and it had, but it was just so, so, uh, yeah. uh you know. Uh, it just kind of peters off as hillish. it keeps going. It's like. It, it peters off, yeah. you know, and, you know, uh, the nighttime scene is so interesting. Like when it attacks the house and you get the images of ra- raining the people down and you hear their screams above yeah. the house. And it's just awesome and and there's that again element of subversion in there of just like that's not the ending scene it's the one in daylight (laughs) that happens for you to see and and you can comment on it it's just yeah i I guess he is commenting on me because the entertainment value for it for me was just like (laughs) near non-existent And, and you know uh i don't know the the themes are there it's just the delivery for whatever reason was chosen in the way it was and it doesn't land as as much mm-hmm. for me it's it's yeah it's interesting <laughs> it is interesting let's cap to everything the off to the ratings <laughs> you knew where i was going i know <laughs> all right uh slade <laughs> Yes, I'm so eager to so hear your. Sorry. No, I, I no. I, okay, I, we've had times. I feel like I couldn't deliver. That, no, it's perfect because we've had times where but through our me. conversations, yeah, one of us will like kind of change our idea about a rating a little bit, and that might have happened during this conversation. Um, but I'll let you start. Um, okay, and then I'll I'll finish this off. All right. Um, Jordan Peele has <laughs> I just feel I've had a very interesting relationship with him since Get Out came mm-hmm. because he's the director of like hey it's the guy from Key and Peel but guess what he's really into horror and he can write cuz he wrote all those sketches for Key and Peel and they're pretty brilliant I'm like that'll be interesting then you see Get Out and it's like oh my goodness this was amazing and it was funny so you got that Key and Peel element like he's the new kid on the block like in a lot of ways, because like yeah. he was a very high profile person before he started being a writer director. Ever since Get Out, and it's unfortunate that Get Out I think is his first movie. <laughs> I really do because it is so clear what the message is. You know, it's like the first album you have to write takes a lifetime, and that's what Get Out yeah. feels like. And then you get us, and it's like, okay, how you follow Get Out okay, this is interesting. Again, it has all those peelisms in it. Um, but even before then, like he's dipped his hand in to kind of this genre thing. And he, it seems like everyone's like, yeah, he's genre bending so well, it seems or whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't think it works with a lot of his stuff after get out not as well as people would say right like 
his his foray into the twilight zone it's just like wow this feels like someone who really likes the twilight zone Mm -hmm. made the twilight zone and it's not as good Hmm. like noticeably so you know it it seems like someone said let's make a modern twilight zone but with my twist on it it's like yeah maybe just leave it alone (laughs) and and that's you know and us is cool and interesting and i you know, I can think about us a lot uh, after seeing it because it is so ambiguous, the true, true meaning of what that movie is. But his first two movies had characters. <laughs> and in this one, it was very much caricatures <laughs> of, uh, yeah, I see what I did there. Uh, but it was <laughs> of just like, Hmm, I, I'm the guy who subverts ev- everyone's expectations. And I have these characters that subvert expectations and I do it in a horror setting or maybe a sci-fi setting. And for this one, man, the setting is so cool, but it just doesn't work. And, and I feel like we already have the movie equivalent that was somewhat better than this i also didn't like this movie though which was arrival i could not stop thinking about Hmm. the movie arrival watching this movie just the way it was filmed everything yeah the very subdued nature of the aliens you know it it wasn't very horish or or maybe a better comparison because i do like this movie is uh monsters (laughs) Mm, yeah um where it's just like okay no one's getting eaten up it's not war of the worlds but it's a thought full sci-fi movie and that's what this was but it seems so packed with references just for reference sake akira slide um that it just it gets lost you know it it treads on that tarantino ground which i like me tarantino but at the end of the day it's just shoving too much (laughs) into it for the sake of film which is fine, but Jordan Peterson, uh, Peterson. Oh gosh, I hate myself. <laughs> Edit that out. I hate that guy. I hate that. You can put this out. I note that guy sucks. I hate him. Uh, Jordan Peele, who I much much prefer. Go, yes, now, <laughs> gotta gotta up my rating now. I'm sorry, Jordan Peele. Uh, Jordan Peele. I, you know, I just expect more <laughs> from him. I expect more from both of them, uh, but mostly I expect. Uh, I'm not more surprised when I don't just get stuff from one. humans in general, but Jordan Peele in specific. <laughs> I expect more from. Well, that was derailed, but anyway, uh, nope. Uh, because out of respect for Jordan Peele, it's a three star movie. Yeah. I don't. It's not terrible. No, you know, it's not terrible. I I I will watch it again, eventually. But, you know, I, I, it ended and I was just like, uh, okay. I wasn't excited about seeing it. Still not, <laughs> you know, it, it was a nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A really good nope. But it's a good nope. nope. <laughs> All right. A good nope. A good nope. Yeah. Well, I mentioned early on that I, I still liked it better the second time than the first. The first time I gave it a three star yeah. rating, just like you did. Um, for all the reasons we've said before um, throughout this whole thing. So I, I'll try not to take too long. However, what I do like that Peel does, like, he's really freaking clever. I just wish all the pieces yeah. were pulled together a little bit. Like the the shot of <clears throat> uh, Otis Sr. in the hospital, which is really disturbing and weird. Like his whole mm-hmm. eye is just gone. And then the reveal that the item that fell into his eye that killed him was a quarter. Like, this man was killed mm-hmm. by money straight to his eyes. I'm like, again, really cool thematic stuff if you're going to talk about, Great. you know, uh, exploitation and um, spectacle. So, like, that's really cool. And he does that, I think, throughout. Um, but by the end, I am watching a story and i was disappointed the first time i saw this that i thought we were going to get something a little scarier when we started getting aliens in the barn i'm like oh man he's actually revealing creatures this is fantastic and this early on i had no idea where it would be going and then those creatures were a fake out and i was like oh okay i mean that's fine but (laughs) 
But I, I never got back to that same level of, of excitement as I did during that scene, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's the downside. Uh, there's something interesting here. I think this movie is very cool to talk about. The downside, I think, is this is a movie where a lot of people are going to talk so much about the moments because the moments are good, but the whole thing together is still kind of sloppy, which is a bummer. So I was going to move it up to three and a half, but I think after this conversation, I'm going to keep it at three as well. I think you talked me down from my three and a half there, Slade. Well done. (laughs) I'm pretty excited about that. I'm like, oh man, he's going to go up in ratings because I read your one from previously. I'm like, he's like, It'll be better on a second viewing. Now. And, like, it oh, no. and it was. And it was because it oh, is fun to track. This and it was, stuff. which is good. But it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun in the same way that Get Out was fun, where when you watch Get Out, you're like, oh, man, like you, you, you just caught yeah. more. And that was fun to catch more. But the difference is Get Out, you catch more so that when things do start to pay off, you're like, oh, man, it was like all pointing this way. And it's fascinating and interesting. And this one, like you catch a lot of stuff that's put in here. But it's not all aimed in the same direction. If it is about exploitation and if it is about uh, spectacle, great. Um, But those were not central to the plot, right? It's not central in the same way that racism was central to Get Out. Um, And if it had been, yes, maybe some people would have been like, okay, little little heavy-handed there, Peel. But like I said, I like it when Peel preaches to me. I would prefer him to preach to me because I think it's interesting. Yeah. And there's so much to be said yeah. about spectacle and so much to be said about exploitation. I wish I'd gotten more. When he doesn't preach, it gets so muddy. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and that that's the problem with us, except there was some balance in us where it's just yeah. like, not not sure, but man, this is a wild to ride. To like go... this is a home invade. It's still a home invasion yes. movie at the end of the day. And so it's just like, I might have seen a lot of this before, but I have that to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Anytime I come back with this, it, it just feels like what I, I can't hold on to anything. Well, because and there's to just... go to, like I said, the people who were making Spielberg. <laughs> it's like the monster. It's, <laughs> it's just hypnotic. It's, like, it's just hypnotic. Like, the Spielberg commentary that people have made, I think, is fine. The thing about Spielberg is 80% of his movies, you don't expect to get anything aside from spectacle. And that's one reason we love Spielberg. Like, I don't expect yeah. big lessons from Jurassic Park. There are some that are there. But Jurassic Park is amazing start to finish because of yeah. the spectacle. And it's a story well told. Yeah. And that's what Spielberg does. Peel, <clears throat> I would love to see his attempt. And this is kind of like where he's trying to bridge a gap that, I'm just like, just pick a side. If he just did a straight up, like, I'm doing a straight action movie or a straight horror movie, and I'm not going to try to preach you at all, not even a little bit, I wonder if that would be better if he just told a good story. Because this, Nope has a story somewhere in there, I think that could be good. But the script was not created in a way to bring that out in the ways we wanted. I think there might have been a chance that he was distracted you know, when you were talking about his first movie is Get Out, that he's a new kid on the block. It's like, okay, well, maybe his... There's a line early in the movie from Otis Sr. about, you know, don't get your head in the clouds. You know, just focus on getting the yeah. job done. I'm like, well, maybe that's part of the problem. Or maybe his head's a little too high up his space hole. I don't know. Um, I... I <laughs> call it, back! <laughs> yes. It's... Yeah. I don't want to say too much and ruin it, but it's a very self-aware movie. It and is. If a if a movie gets too meta and self-aware, it it's just not an interesting movie anymore. It, if it, you lose track of the plot and the process, yes. If you lose track of the pro- plot, it can be it can be meta, but there still needs to be a story. Like I love Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It is a meta commentary on on everything else but there's a core central story of a canadian a canadian loser (laughs) kid with self-respect issues like you know and we've all um, been that canadian kid before yeah so it works and again this movie it's not even a plot issue to me it's motivation if you had given me better motivation which had to happen through different scenes through oj through m i think this could easily be a four-star movie but that's not there okay we said our things we keep wandering Uh, okay (laughs) Um, I'm not going to talk about what we want to do next because I want to make sure okay. we do it. 
Because <laughs> a lot of times, the last two times, we're like, we're going to do this thing. Interesting idea. Right? Because Interesting almost idea. <laughs> a year ago, we're like, let's do all the Matrix movies. We did three out of four, and then we bailed on the last. And then we're like, let's do all the Jordan Peele movies. And there maybe was a time warp that bumped it four months before we finished it. So I'm not going to say what I think we're going to do next, because I don't want to sabotage ourselves. Good idea. So, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Uh, with any luck, I will have this edited and out before Christmas. That's the only thing I'm going to say. And if that does indeed happen, then happy holidays, everybody. Hope you're having a decent time. If it's not out by then, then happy new year. And I hope things go great for you in 2023. And if it's still not out by then, you know, I just want you to know I think you're great. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Yeah, that too. <laughs> All right. Until next time, farewell, good people. Uh, Don't stop the talk after you walk out of the theater.